0: Welcome to another episode of Ed's Up, sponsored by the Southern Early Childhood Association. Heads Up is a podcast all about children and those that care for them. Hosted by Dr. Melody Musgrove and Dr. Kathy Grace with the Graduate Center for the Study of Early Learning at the University of Mississippi.
1: Today we're so happy to have Kate Harriman with us. She is author of a best-selling book, Making and Tinkering with STEM, Solving Design Challenges with Young Children. Kate is one of the first early childhood educators that has really been able to help all of us as a field understand the importance of engineering and early childhood education instruction and she will be able to talk with us at length about all of the work she's doing in that area we're at the national association for the education of young children's 2018 conference in washington dc and have the great pleasure of speaking with kate harriman who is passionate about children's museums, early childhood education, and has come across an old standard that my grandmother used to call Tinkering and has rebranded it now and has come up with a book that is a bestseller, Making and Tinkering with STEM. And we're so happy that she's with us today. Uh, Kate, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to Tinker?
0: Well, I am an early childhood educator and started out um, in the classroom. And after retirement, I, um, I jumped into the children's museum world. And we wanted to make a maker space. And I didn't know much about that. And started doing some research and took an online course called The Fundamentals of Tinkering. And it changed my whole mindset. It was offered from the Exploratorium in California. And um, I just embraced it and saw that it really aligned with our beliefs and takes from Piaget and all of our early childhood development theorists. And it, it just it's just a great fit. And it's fun.
1: Well, we both
0: know that young
1: children learn through doing, and I would think that tinkering is a wonderful outlet for that to happen. If you had the opportunity to speak to parents, could parents do tinkering at home? How could parents be a tinkering partner with their child.
0: They probably are already doing it right now. You know, my earliest memory of tinkering was when I came home from school as a child and my dad had taken apart my brand new Etch-a-Sketch. He had this curiosity about him and he wanted to find out what was inside and it really inspired me. So people are tinkering, they're putting together things, taking apart. They may be sewing, that's sort of a tinkering. They may be tinkering with recipes at home. They may be making things or or trying to shoot uh, paper airplanes and playing with those things. It's about exploring, experimenting, uh, trying, testing out ideas and solving problems.
1: Well, everybody today is so concerned about learning standards and child outcomes. Talk to us a little bit about what the process of tinkering can teach children and how they can really grow through this experience. You know,
0: there's such an emphasis on early literacy. And to me, to be a good reader, you have to have something to read and write about. You know, I mean, it just—and and the sciences and the social studies give us that content. Um, To me, tinkering is about thinking with your hands and learning to express yourself with your hands. And they call it constructionism, not constructivist, but constructionism. And um, it's a whole different way of learning and a way of knowing. And it gives children an opportunity who may not be verbal, uh, who may have some language difficulties, to excel in a different way. They may be great at taking things apart or putting things together or solving problems. So it offers something for everyone.
1: Well, this sounds like to me that sometimes uh, when children are ruled with a learning disability or some type of a condition that uh, they're often thought as not being able to, to grow and learn but this seems to be an excellent strategy for using this with all children regardless yeah. of if they have uh, identified uh, delay or not
0: yeah. um, Mitch Resnick from MIT he talks about good tinkering activities having um a low floor, a high ceiling, and wide walls. And what that means is that there is an easy entry point and that you can bring it down. You can bring these activities down and, or ratchet them up to a higher level. So they're very flexible and open-ended, and that there's many different ways that you can do it.
1: Well, why do you think, since so many of us are working with teachers who, for whatever reason, seem to be more into teacher-directed instruction, why do you think that this approach, tinkering, hands-on, is a more developmentally appropriate, but also how could we help teachers to understand that it's fun for them too and that the learning standards could be taught, it's just in a different way?
0: Absolutely. Um, first of all, I think that in the early childhood field that I mean, I did not go into early childhood because I was great in math and science. I did not. I mean, I avoided the subjects going into college that were were heavy in math and science. And I think that's pretty prevalent. And that many early childhood teachers are afraid of science and afraid of math. Maybe they weren't good at it. Maybe it wasn't their favorite subject. So we've got the attitudes are formed early in life, so we've got to get over that hump first. We also have to think about, there's been such a, uh, a trend of push-down curriculum, what- What used to be taught in second grade is taught in first. What used to be taught in first is now in kindergarten. What used to be taught in kindergarten is now in preschool. And that these canned curriculums are out there, and and teachers are handed them and said, you have to follow this lesson plan word for word. And they may not have that confidence to get outside, the break through the lines. But we've got to figure out a way that even if they have been given a curriculum, how can we integrate these practices into it? How can we let them see if they're doing a topic on pets or a a theme on pets? How can we integrate some of these tinkering things so children can be creative learners and problem solvers and, and, and stretch them just a little bit?
1: Well, hopefully we'll see a whole new bunch of creative innovations that'll be coming out of early childhood classrooms that may get Patented or copyrighted, and we'd have a whole bunch of new inventors. Uh, I want to thank you so much, Kate, for being with us today. And uh, again, if people are interested in pursuing this, I encourage you to get the book Making and Tinkering with STEM. It's through Amazon and NAYC, N-A-Y-C. Uh, primarily NAYC, National Association for the Education of Young Children. And again, Kate, thanks so much.
0: You're welcome.
2: We like to end each podcast with a poem, and today's poem is by a classic poet, uh, and that is Robert Louis Stevenson from www.poets.org, A Shadow. I have a little shadow that goes in and out with me, and what can be the use of him is more than I can see. He's very, very like me, from the heels up to the head, and I see him jump before me when I jump into my bed. The funniest thing about him is the way he likes to grow. Not at all like proper children, which is always very slow. For he sometimes shoots up taller than an India rubber ball, and he sometimes gets so little that there's none of him at all. He hasn't got a notion of how children ought to play and can only make a fool of me in every sort of way. He stays so close beside me. He's a coward, you can see. I'd think shame to stick to Nursie as that shadow sticks to me. One morning very early before the sun was up, I rose and found the shining dew on every buttercup. But my lazy little shadow, like an errant sleepyhead, had stayed at home behind me and was fast asleep in bed. By Robert Louis Stevenson from www.poets.org, The Shadow. Please give your children the gift of poetry. Thank you for joining us today for Ed's Up. We're always interested in
1: stories about children and those who care for them. If you'd like to share your story, email us at edsup at oldmiss.edu. Until next time, bye-bye.
0: Ed's Up is a production of the Graduate Center for the Study of Early Learning at the University of Mississippi. The views and opinions of podcast participants are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the university, its employees, or any affiliated entity.